After eight official seasons on the minors, Brian O'Keefe finally got his call to the big leagues on what proved to be one of the greatest days of Mariners history. He joins us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast to talk about that, what his goals are for 2023, and a whole lot more. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And on the show today, I'm joined by Mariners catcher Brian O'Keefe, who's currently playing at AAA Tacoma the day before we recorded this interview he was coming off a massive day against Oklahoma City we talk about that and then he tells us a never before told story about Cal Raleigh just moments before he ended the Mariners postseason drought on O'Keefe's first night in the majors really fun stuff I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did here's the full conversation I'm joined now by Mariners catcher Brian O'Keefe, who absolutely raked against Oklahoma City on Sunday, four for four with a couple bombs and a double for the Rainiers in their third game of the year. Five runs driven in. Brian, thank you so much for hopping on here with me. You just heard me read off the uh, the numbers here. Incredible stuff. Take us through your day on Sunday. Yeah, it's one of the special ones, you know. Obviously, you're going to have some games like that throughout the course of the year, and having I think that was my second game of the season being played, and uh, to have it that early is uh, was pretty fun, pretty cool, and definitely one to uh, to get on getaway day makes it a little bit better. Uh, a win would have a win would have really uh, put the icing on the cake, but overall, it was a pretty pretty good day yesterday. Um, I don't know. I just you know it was one of those things where even in the in the cages earlier in the day, I just felt like I was ready to go. Uh, Felt like I was seeing things well and, and got some pitches to do damage with early. And uh, once I got the first one, it was kind of like I could kind of feel that snowball effect on. You know, you had the first one, the second one. And then I was like, by the time I came up for my third at bat, I think it was already the fourth inning. By the time I came up for my fourth at bat, you know, we were we were on them early. And uh, just got a good pitch to hit and, and didn't miss it. And then after that, I, uh, um, you know, the last double I thought was – I thought that would have been enough to finish the game off for us, but unfortunately we lost late. Uh, you know, OKC did a great job coming back and keeping themselves in the game. So what? So what goes into having a day like that? Like, did did you, did you eat anything different? Did you sleep any different? Like, like what do you got going on there, man? What what brought you to? I mean, you got on base five times, man. Like, that's incredible. Like, no matter what level you're playing at, five times in one game on base. That's that's insane. Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, it was funny. I actually slept terribly the night before. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> awful. I, you know, I think I tossed and turned. I think it was about 2.30 when I finally was able to kind of calm myself down and fall asleep. But um, I didn't read our group message before the game. I figured we'd have breakfast, you know, for the 2 o'clock start. So I didn't stop and get breakfast. And uh, we, ended up, we were having Chipotle. And I was like, I can't do Chipotle for breakfast. So I just had three bowls of Frosted Flakes, and it was funny. Our straight coach came up to me. He was like, hey, maybe we should start uh, mixing in cereal in the mornings. There we go. There we go. What, so is, is Frosted Flakes your preferred cereal? Or like, uh, let's let's do some cereal rankings here. Why not? Frosted, Frosted Flakes is definitely up there. Um, All right. Nice. Or, um, but they were – it was what best option in the clubhouse, so I, I went with the Frosted Flakes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So – 
I want to take it back to this past year. You you wrap up the AAA season on September 24th. Seems like you're ready for the off season, but then you know Kurt Casale goes on the paternity list, and Cal Raleigh's dealing with a thumb injury, and boom, here comes your first call up to the major league level. And lo and behold, you arrive on one of the greatest days of Mariners history, the night they ended the drought, of course. Could you tell us what that whole experience was like for you that day? Because it's it had to be crazy, right? Um, yes, it was, um, it was very crazy. When I found out I was getting the call, the short version of it is it was, I think about 1130, um, on in Arizona. So all my family's back on the East coast, try and call them. They don't answer. Finally get a hold of them. My wife, uh, beat me out to Seattle. She flew first first thing out in the morning because we had a hurricane coming in Raleigh. So she got on an airplane. She beat me out to Seattle. Mom and dad got out there. Um, and I was delayed coming out of Arizona. Delayed coming into Seattle. So I didn't get – everything was very rushed for me. And obviously with the magnitude of the day, and I knew what was at stake and coming up mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, what it meant if we won. So, you know, everything was felt really rushed. I got over to the ballpark um, and you could already feel the buzz. Um, you could see people outside as I was pulling up to the ballpark. Uh, you could feel the buzz. You could feel the energy and walking into the clubhouse, you could feel it right away. Like, OK, like this is really cool. Like I'm here and, and it's a really special day. Um, and just being a part of that was was awesome. It was really, really special. I mean. We all joked. They all joked with me. They were like, this is what we do every day in the big leagues. <laughs> um, so that I get, for that to be my first day in the big leagues was really, really cool. And there's actually a really funny story about that day. So it was the, it was actually the ninth at this point. But I had been underneath in the cages, staying loose, moving around, swinging a bat. You know, you never know when that opportunity is going to come. So trying to be as ready as I possibly could if that opportunity presented itself. Um, for me to play pinch hit play defense whatever it was just be ready and uh cal comes down in the ninth or i guess in between innings and goes i'm hitting for louie and Mm. so i was i was on the machine he goes hey can i get some i'm like yeah jump in here he's like i'm only taking five and i'm not kidding you it was probably the five worst swings i've ever seen off of me (laughs) horrible And uh, that's that's funny as hell because I I thought for sure it was gonna be like oh it was gonna be one of those stories where oh uh, he had the five best swings I've ever seen in my life and then he went up there and cranked one of the greatest home runs in Mariners history. No, it was five of the probably the worst swings, and he walked out of the cage. And obviously, me and him have known each other for a while now, and we have a great relationship. And I looked right at him, and I you know I tend to. Um, I'm kind of a ball buster and uh, someone that likes to mm. keep on the lighter of sides. Um, and I looked at him, I go, you're exactly where we need you to be. <laughs> and there's only, it was me, Cal and I had CJ Gilman, who was up in the big leagues at the time. Who's our, uh, our minor league hitting coordinator. Those are the only people in the cage that know that story. And like, who were there for that story? Uh. Fair enough. Uh, you know, he, he goes on to hit the homer and all that stuff. And it was funny as when me and him got a chance to see each other out on the field, I, I you know, I kind of, I think I screamed at him. I told him, I was like, I told you you're right where we needed you to be. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so, amazing. Really cool. 
there. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, what was that celebration like afterwards? I mean, you guys went pretty hard, I'm sure. And I mean, we obviously had the hangover lineup the next day, of course. Yeah. So, so was, what was that I, like? You know, what's funny is, is like we, it, it was weird if for me in a, in a way. Um, you know, they were amazing. You know, that was my first day in the big leagues and they it made me feel like I had been part of that team for an entire season. And I think that's goes to show you how, how close of a team we have and, hmm. and that's been built in that clubhouse now so i think it's really cool to see um but at the same time i also understood like they did this you know i was lucky enough to be a part of this for the very end in the culmination of it but they did it and um so i tried not to um i tried to give them their moment of like you know i kind of stepped back and you know just kind of sat there and watched and enjoyed it um because you know, they earned it. And like I said, I was just lucky enough to be there for that day. Um, and then <laughs> I actually learned my lesson in, in 21 when we won the whole thing in Tacoma. Um, when we celebrated and we went, we, we really celebrated when we won that whole thing in 21. And I knew there was probably a good chance that I was probably playing the following day because of the fact that we had clinched. So, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I celebrated with them, but I made sure that, you know, okay, it's time for me to get back to the hotel. Let me get a good night's sleep. Let me try and keep this as regularly as possible. Obviously have there's with a good chance of me having my debut the following day. So I didn't want to go crazy and, uh, and wake up the next morning feeling, feeling hungover. It's a good plan. It's a good plan for sure. Uh, I remember that game that you played in and, and i remember you getting a, a pretty nice pop out of the crowd and, and from your teammates when you got your first major league hit what was what was that whole experience like um surreal in a lot of ways i think mm. um i think that it you know to get a standing ovation from the a sellout ballpark on my first hit i think it was just kind of like the icing on the cake and mm. um for a lot of people that don't know i it took me a very 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 long time to get to the big leagues and I'm very proud of how long that I've been able to play this game at a high level and then have the opportunity to do that and get the base hit. Um, and I think to see the support from the team and the fans, um, you know, was, was something I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I think in the post game interview, you can hear me kind of get choked up a little bit talking about it with my family and, you know, having them there and things like that, because it's not, you know, Look, we we we're the ones that go out there and play, but at the end of the day, there's so many people that help us get to where we are. Whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's coaches, whether it's training staff, whether it's performance staff, there's so many people that go involved, and especially on the family side, the the personal aspect. I mean, my mom, dad, brother, uh, wife—they've been part of that journey as long as I've been doing it. So. You know, without them, I, you know, without the support of those people and, you know, there's so many tough times coming up through the minor leagues and, you know, you're away from your family, you're away from friends, you know, you're hitting 201 in July and, you know, it, it's in the middle of the Midwest League. It's, uh, you know, it can get lonely at times. So to have them there, you know, obviously it's, 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 it's really special. So did you guys get a chance to, to celebrate after that game, you and your, and your parents and, and your wife? Yeah, we did. My, uh, you know, it was really cool. My, my wife's uh, mom uh, and stepdad came up. They flew all the way up 
Seattle. My brother flew in. So it was really cool to have all those people there. So we were able to go out and have a nice dinner afterwards. And uh, my agent flew in. And, and um, so it was really, really nice to, uh, to celebrate that. More from my conversation with Brian O'Keefe in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash L O C K E D O N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you, you talked about your longevity in the league. I mean, this is, I, I think this is officially your ninth season in professional baseball because of the COVID year. Um, you've gotten a taste of the major leagues like we talked about. And right now, you know, you, you kind of seem to be at the front of the line at your position to get a promotion of someone at the major league level in Seattle either doesn't perform or unfortunately gets hurt. So what's your mindset like right now? And, and what are your goals this year? Um, I think, uh, you know, coming off of last year, obviously I had the hand surgery early in the year and I didn't get to, I, I felt like I kind of had a down year. And, uh, this off season, I really went to work, um, really got after it. And I came into camp probably in the best shape, probably the most well-prepared I've ever been in ready to go. And I think it showed throughout my spring training. I think I had a fantastic spring training. And I think that not only did I, I prove to, to other people, but I also think I proved to myself that I belong in the big leagues now. And I think, I think having that little taste last year certainly helped, you know, fuel that like okay i can do this i i i'm capable of doing this and i think throughout the course of the season i i think it's you know it's easy to kind of get distracted at times and you know thinking about oh where do i want to be oh where am i going to be here you know oh, i'm over my last 10 whatever whatever it is there's always going to be distractions um throughout the season and i think for me just being as attached and in the moment as i possibly can I think that a lot of things are going to take care of themselves. And I found that throughout camp this, this spring. And I probably had the best stretch of baseball I've had in a very long time. And I think it was due to the fact that, you know, I didn't worry about, oh, am I going to be in camp tomorrow? Am I going to, you know, when am I going to get optioned? If Am I going to get optioned? Am I going to make the team? You know, there none of those thoughts were going. My thought every day was coming to the yard and going, okay, I may have one opportunity today to pinch hit late i may start to whatever it is like i'm going to be fully just where my feet are and a lot of those things took care of themselves and i think for personal goals obviously i would love to you know i don't put numbers on things because i think when you start putting numbers on on i want to hit 20 homers i you start chasing those numbers and you know you leave what has made you successful. I think for me personally, obviously I would like to spend as much possible time as I can in the big leagues. And, and I want to help the team uh, up in Seattle uh, win a world series. That's our goal. Uh, you know, we, we, we didn't shy away from it in camp. We talked about it. And I think it's really cool to see the maturation and how far we've come in the last two, three years that I've been there where, 
you know, that is the standard now. Like last year it was like, you know, let's end the, let's end the drought. Let's get to the playoffs, you know, bring off baseball back to Seattle and, and all those boxes got checked. But I think, you know, now it's, now we, we, we want to take that next step forward. And, and I think we are good enough to win a world series this year at some point. Tell us a bit about the pitching staff you're working with this year in Tacoma guys like Darren McCacken and, and Taylor Dollar. It's a really interesting staff. What's been your feel so far for those guys? Um, I've known D-Mac. I've caught D-Mac now, I think, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's fantastic. You know what you're going to get every single time the guy touches the mound, which is, you know, he's he knows exactly. He's been great. Um, uh, Dollard actually threw yesterday. I know he only threw two innings, you know, kind of building back up, but he was – his stuff impressed me. Um, I didn't know he had I, – I, you know, I'd seen him in bullpens and stuff like that, but to watch him kind of flip it into another gear when he got to the mound was – was really cool. Um, and then you got guys like Easton McGee, who, you know, I got to know throughout camp, who threw the ball really well the other night. And then you got uh, Tommy Malone, who's been doing this for a very long time at a very high level and is very successful at what he does. Um, there's a reason he's been pitching for as long as he has. Um, so to have Tommy kind of as that veteran presence on the on the pitching staff for some of these guys to lean on, especially the starters, um, I think it's huge. Um, I'm sure at some point he'll probably be up in the big leagues, get announced for, for the, for us this year. Um, and then our bullpen's loaded with talent. I think there's a lot of talent in our bullpen, whether it's, uh, you know, Topa had a great camp. I think you'll see him up in the big leagues at some point this year. Um, you know, chef is made that transition from a starter to a reliever. Um, I think, you know, once he kind of finds his groove down there, I think he'll be a huge weapon. Riley O'Brien threw unbelievable in camp this year and um looked really sharp the other night when he threw um you got like spire you know gabe's already back up in the big leagues with with robbie going down so um our bullpen is i think as a staff we're gonna we're gonna pitch it i think you know unfortunately you know the first series you know you 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 look at it on paper and you know it's like you know the pitching probably fell a little bit short but you know i think that's first game jitters, first time out for guys, I think, you know, they'll get into rhythm. And I think as our bullpen starts to kind of solidify their roles, I think you'll see uh, see some serious weapons coming out of there. And I think you'll see our starters, whether it's D-Mac, Tommy, Dollard, Easton, um, Byrne, whoever it may be, I think you'll see a lot of those guys, um, you know, start to hit their stride. And I think it'll be a really – feel it, it has the feel like it could be uh, like the team that we had in 21 when we won the whole thing. This episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this and a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want it's basically the jerry depoto simulator so instead of saying chills depoto did it again you can now say chills i did it again download it now and locked on mariners listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out to download the game just visit probaseballgm.com scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. 
So I'm curious, what what's a typical day like in, in minor league baseball, and how does it differ, if at all, from your experience in the majors? Um, there's really not a ton of difference. I would say in the big leagues, there's more meetings. Um, there's just more. Um, there's you get more information up in the big leagues, so you know the attention to detail and um, some of the meetings that we have are, you know, there's it's there's a little bit more up there, but for the most part, it's pretty similar. I mean, you know, we're as a catcher, you know, when the series starts, you know, I'll probably head in around at first, you know, let's say we're playing at seven through the first game of the series. I'll probably head in around noon, you know, get in, uh, look, watch video, kind of go through their hitters, kind of start to get a game plan together. And then, um, and then from there we, we, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty normal. You got cages, BP stretch times, you know, guys will lift, um, pregame meals, and then you know we go out and play. When we're done, we hang out in the training room, get food, and get ready again to do it all again tomorrow. Minor league baseball obviously provides a lot of great stories, and there's a, a ton of camaraderie, you know, within those clubhouses. What's a favorite minor league story? Uh, that you've experienced in your, I mean, near decade now worth that's, of time down in the minors. No one's ever asked me that question. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, there's so many uh, stories that some that definitely cannot be said on here, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, um, you know, there was, you know, whether it's, I don't know, that's, a, that's a really hard question. I mean, just, I, I think just in general, like when you're in the, when you're in the locker room and, and, and um, like you said, the camaraderie, you know, you're with these, it was actually really cool. JR, our manager down here said this the other day, you know, you, you know, when the season's over, you get to go home and pick your family. You know, but for these next six months, we're family. Yeah. And, you know, you got guys that are, you know, that you're going to fight with. You got guys that you're going to laugh with. You got guys that you're going to, you know, some guys, you know, there's tears of laughter. Sorry, you know, guys' careers end. You know, there's tears of sorrow there. But, you know, it's a family. It really is. And, and you know, in the locker room, you know, that's – you know, there's nothing better than I think, you know, everyone kind of says it, but until you get towards the end of your career and you're, you're getting ready to hang it up, you don't really realize it. But like, those are the things that you miss the most, you know, those are, you know, you come in the locker room and, you know, that's to start the day, everyone's smiling, everyone's busting balls and having a good time. So mm. I don't know if I could pick one story. I would really have to think about it um, sure. in the locker room. Um but uh, other than that, I, I couldn't pick one story. It would be tough. I'd have to really think. You you talked earlier about you know the the people that have helped you got to, helped you get here. Who's someone though that you have met along the journey that has had a great impact on your life or, or career? Um, player doesn't matter. Anyone that you've met along the, uh, along the way here in your career. Um, well, if it's, if we're going anywhere, I would probably say our hitting, uh, strategist has probably been one of the biggest influential people 
for my career um was after the rule five draft uh when i came over in 20 um you know obviously it was COVID and the alt site and then coming off of that i met ed paparella who's our hitting strategist back in philly where i trained at the time you know being a jersey guy and he was i think at the time was going to be the fourth coach maybe in arizona and then ended up getting the hitting strategist job that off season well before he got the strategist job and all that stuff you know he was with you know i started hitting with him and and we kind of hit it off right away and he completely changed how i swung a bat and how i thought about hitting and how uh, without him i probably am still not playing the game and you know for a full off season he was with me damn near close to every single day in the cage you know working building out a routine and getting something to the point where I was, you know, what I do now is based off of everything that me and him worked on in 21. And now it's just fine tuning things or excuse me, the 20 off season. And now everything's about fine tuning it and making it a little bit better and a little bit more consistent. And if I ever have struggles or, you know, if I'm ever off, he's the first person I text to call. Hey, Ed, I still every day in the off season, I call him. When I get done hitting, when I get done with my workout and on the ride home, pick up the phone, call him. He may not answer, but I think I call him damn near close to five days a week in the offseason just to catch up, talk. We'll talk hitting, talk life, all that stuff. So uh, he's been a huge, huge part of my career, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly thankful for it. That's amazing. Well, Brian, this has been such a joy to, to talk to you. This was so much fun. Thanks, uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for uh, taking the time to chat with me. Good luck this year, man. Keep keep going four for four with, with two bombs and all that stuff. Keep doing that. Keep killing it, man. I'm going to try. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Thanks so much, Brian. Have a good one. Thanks, Ty. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. I've been your host, Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And my co-host, Colby, at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's Locked On Mariners, one word. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.